Hello and welcome to Run the Table. I'm your host, Bryce Tinson. Over, how are we doing today? <sighs> I'm doing so good. Week one of college football is officially or officially over. Um, we have technically one more game left for filming this on Monday. We got Clemson, Georgia Tech tonight. Yep. Um, but going to be fun. It's one game left. So we decided, hey, you know what? Let's just get a jump start. We're normally going to do these on Monday anyway. So why not just keep it a trend? We're going to have our takeaways. We're going to go over our top 25s initially after week one. This will be the only time we do it, but we will post it on social media for you. So you're going to be on the lookout for that. on it. It's going to be a weekly occurrence. We're going to probably put it out every Tuesday, I would every say. Every single Tuesday. Every Tuesday along with, uh, when does the uh, regular AP poll come out? Is Monday. it Monday? So maybe, so maybe Monday. Monday. Maybe it'll be, mo- it'll be Monday. We'll, we'll just stick with that. Because yeah. uh, we'll, we'll make them on, Tuesday, or on Sunday because we're going to have a bunch of time. Exactly. Well, we're waiting for NFL football to start. That's coming back this week. We're going to have our pick show with NFL football for the first time this season, and we couldn't be more excited. So let's get into this. Five takeaways from week one. What you got, Obert? My number number one one takeaway. Ohio State's wide receivers aren't close to as good as last year's. That's fair. A lot of hype about the Ohio State wide receivers, you know, how good the guy or how deep they were, how good the guys are coming in. Marvin Harrison Jr., a lot of people like him because of the name. Why wouldn't you? Mecca Buka was a really high, highly touted yep. recruit. I really want to misprint. I feel like that name is going to be so I easy think you got it. Mispronounced, but whatever. Um, I think I nailed it though. Um, also, it doesn't matter, right? Also, no, it doesn't matter. He's an Ohio State guy. Exactly. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Obviously, he's really good, but he got hurt. I understand all of that. But they didn't look even close to as good. Obviously, they were playing a fantastic defense in Notre Dame. But when you were playing Ohio State last year, you had to pick which guy, which guy's going to be our poison, which guy we let going to absolutely eat a lot of teams. Let it be Jackson Smith and Jigba, yep. and he would go for a thousand yards. We saw it in the Nebraska game. We saw it in the Rose Bowl. Well, the thought process was if he's catching the ball at five yards. Rather than Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson catching the ball 25 yards down the That's field, right. you'd be able to rally and make a tackle. It still didn't work most of the time. But but now, and, and we saw it even in the first quarter where Jackson Smith and Jigbo was healthy. Um, quite frankly, they kind of were just like, hey, listen, man, we're going to make these freshmen, not freshmen, but young guys kill us. These unproven guys kind of kill us, and we'll see what happens. I think a lot of hype coming into this season was because that Utah defense was absolutely disgusting last year, especially in the passing game and in the Rose Bowl, and everyone was like, oh my god, they're going to be so good. Maybe Utah's defense, and we saw this in the Florida game, is just absolutely buns. Yeah, maybe it's just just inflated by the Pac-12 offenses not knowing what the hell they're doing. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So... Listen, what what do I think the bottom line is for Ohio State? I still think they're going to be a great team. The defense stepped up last night, although it played a terrible Notre Dame offense. Um, That's but, what I wanted to talk about. But I think at the end of the day, Ohio State still could easily win the Big Ten Championship, but I think it kind of caps their ceiling a little bit. I moved them down from where I probably would have had them in my top 25. Yep. If you got a problem with it, Kill me, but guess what? My top 25 isn't based on resume. Why should it be? Listen. Um, Week one, at least. I saw a lot of Ohio State fans talking about how Jim Knowles is that guy. And while I do love Jim Knowles as a coordinator, I think he's one of the best defensive minds in football, let's be honest, call a spade a spade. The Notre Dame offense is one of the worst in college football. It, it's never really good. Last year, it wasn't good. Like we, we can't come out here and be like, oh my gosh, this Ohio State defense is so revolutionary. It's not. 
They just played a bad offense week one. Yep. I mean, it, we need to wait I think until Tyler Buckner had like seventy five passing yards, and it's not like guys were just blanketed. He was missing wide open guys. Exactly. Ugh. It's 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 very frustrating to see that. You know, the offense plays poorly for... I, I don't know if they play poorly, but Notre Dame defense is, is good. Marcus Freeman's a defensive guy. He's the head coach. Of course, it's going to be good. It's a, it's a staple. And if it's not good, that's a problem. Oh, yeah. Um, the offense, on the other hand, you know, they had Jack Cohn last year. I can't remember the, the last time that a Notre Dame offense was like... Even Ian Book, maybe, was like legitimate, like a top, you know... Deshaun Kaiser. 50 offense. The Deshaun Kaiser years would be my guess, but... You don't think Ian Book years... Eh, even that offense was kind of just lackluster. Right? Notre Dame really reminds me of Iowa. Like, they're a better Iowa, whereas, you know, Iowa will score three offensive points and get two safeties in a game 7-3. Yeah. to three. Um, That was awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. So I just, I just wanted to throw that out there before I got to my first takeaway. Michigan is a better team with J.J. McCarthy. Not only are they a better team, they are the third best team in the country, and I don't think it's very close. Mm. Um, we saw it against Colorado State. Cade McNamara looked, I don't want to say lost, but he didn't look like himself in the pocket against a team that is not very good in Colorado State. He, he was missing guys that, that were open. He, he looked uncomfortable. He was 9 of 18. Um, his, his big chunk play came on a Roman Wilson wide receiver screen that I, we, we talked about it. It was probably uh, a 60, a 61 yard yak. It was a negative one <laughs> pass. It was yeah. behind a line of scrimmage. Um, and accounted for most of his passing yards. Exactly. He had 131, 131 passing yards throughout the, throughout the day. And 60 of them came on one play. Um, it, it, then JJ comes in and the offense is, it looks completely different. It's it, Absolutely. And not to, not, to, not only to mention, but Cade uh, and his offense, when he was out there, settled for three or three uh, field goal three different times. Meanwhile, when JJ was out there, they were scoring a touchdown every single time he touched the ball. I mean, you can see the extra zip on his passes. We saw a couple, he threw, he threw an out route from the opposite side hash. And it was like, Oh my yeah. goodness, this guy has legit arm strength. It's just like uh, like I was watching Texas highlights with Quinn Ewers. And by the way, I don't have a takeaway about Texas today. Nobody, nobody get too worried about it. But you can just see it. When those guys step on the field, it is effortless. And the ball, like you said, it just zips to where it needs to go. With Cade, it's all right, you get a little sidearm bullshit. You know what I mean? It, it kind of gets there. It's kind of behind the guy. It's kinda, and I love Cade. Listen, he was fantastic last year. He got the job done. But he's not a quarterback that you're going to win because of. And honestly, nope. Big Ten teams need that type of guy. They just do. To beat the SEC yep. powerhouses, the Georgias and Alabamas, you need a next-level crazy type Playmaker. quarterback. And we saw that. I, I sent you a tweet. It was it was the right side of the offensive line got absolutely destroyed. JJ gets the snap. He's got maybe maybe a second before he's getting, he's getting blitzed. Literally takes just busts his ass outside, throws a little dump off route for 17 yards. I was like... I was like that. That's a play Cade can't yep. make. Yeah, and yep. it, it, the speed Absolutely. we we talk. He might have four or five speed, low four or five speed, maybe a high four or four. I mean, he is fast. He's quick. He, he's he's got agile feet too in the open field. It, I don't know how you're going to defend that offense with JJ McCarthy. Yeah, when you sent me that tweet that Jim Harbaugh said that, uh, uh, that it was a Jim Harbaugh quote where he was like, uh, he JJ McCarthy runs in the four or fives. I thought. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the four fours. Yeah. Really, I mean, he looks like that type of athlete. It is, frankly, unbelievable. And I said this: even if he didn't have the running ability, which he does, which is next level, and he had a bunch of rushing yards and touchdowns, he is so much of a better thrower and overall distributor yep. than Cade McNamara. 
and and I hate to say it because Kate was great last year, but at the end of the day, it's like we're trying to win a national championship. Exactly. Here. You know what I mean? Exactly. We're not trying to finish second place in the Big Ten. We're trying to win the effing national championship. My second takeaway, NC State had too much hype. Um, That's fair. I think they win that game convincingly if Dan Mullen and people like that, everybody on the Twitter mob, didn't come in and okay. say they would make the cultural Come playoff. on. No, I, I think they win that game convincing. I think, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but I do think you have a point. They had too much hype. It, you know they didn't I mean? have a lot of hype. Like, it felt like one of those teams where it's like, oh my God, it, they were just like too it's like, like sneaky. It was like Texas after they won the... Uh, uh, what was it? Yeah, the, maybe the Louisiana Lafayette game. No, I was thinking um, the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl. Yeah, when when he did the war back. Yeah, we got the button. If you, but whatever. It's, it's, um, it is what it is. Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, it's just a little bit too much. And listen, these NC State guys. Let's be frank here. They've never really had to handle that. You know what I mean? Of first, very pay, true. First place expectations. Yada yada yada. You know, quarterback who's supposed to be all NFL, all whatever. Um and they struggled, and they didn't look good, and they should have lost that game probably twice. Uh, Eastern Carolina kicker had two shots to win that game, <laughs> or at least tie that game. One of them, though, one of them laces out. Nice laces fall. out, yeah. That or the laces me. were in. Holder, you have one job: flip the laces. Yeah. Wanted NC State to lose that game so badly. They won, but that kicker missed two hey, freaking kicks. Listen, within ECU's, forty yards. ECU's a tough place to play. It is a tough place to play. I will say that. Still, Devin Leary played. Poorly, Terrible. I mean, he was not. He was not good. Um, the he, offense I think he threw two picks and yep. had a fumble. Yep, the offense didn't look good. The defense actually played pretty pretty well for the for yeah, the most part. Of the bargain. Um, yeah, I think that NC State team is is either a got a got a little figuring out, got a lot of figuring out to do, or b they're just not as talented as we thought thought they were. The good news for them, they got away with it. This does not affect their national championship chances or their college football champ. Although it might when we get to resumes. Maybe. I wouldn't I wouldn't know that against them. I would I don't you know I don't like close losses to bad teams <laughs> or to, to teams that are worse, <laughs> close ones that are that are teams that are worse than you. Um but for the eye test purposes, I didn't have them in my top twenty five, so they just didn't look yeah, good. Yeah, I, I I didn't either, which is crazy to say, because they probably at the end of the day are a top twenty five team. Um but they gotta prove it to me. And they didn't, prove it. they didn't week one. Um, Hendon Hooker is going to be the Heisman. And now I, I have to back wow. this claim up because I, I made it already. That's a heater. I've that already made this a, claim. I've already, I've, already, I've already made this claim. I'm on the Hendon Heisman train. Um, I, I've been here. Uh, I said I said Tennessee was going to win the SEC East. And after watching Georgia, that's well, that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a take that I'm, uh, I, might, I might sorely uh, uh, not, not enjoy. Um but Tennessee looks really good against Ball State, and granted, it's Ball State, who's probably going to finish last in the MAC. Um, but Hendon looked really good. I mean, he was throwing the ball all over the yard. E- even defensively, they looked pretty solid. Now there were drives where I was like, "Okay, what what are we doing here?" This Ball State offense is not very good. But then you talk about the opening play of the game. They it, Ball State tries to get too cute. Uh, Tennessee makes them play or makes them pay. And I just think this Tennessee team's got something different about them. Uh, I think Josh Heupel has, has finally got his guys um, and, and they seem to be clicking. We'll see if that, if that's holds true throughout the rest of the season, but with Florida beating Utah, they're going to be a top 25 team. They're going to play Alabama. They're going to play Georgia. If Hendon looks really good against oh, all of true. If he looks really good against all of those teams and puts up numbers, I think there's a like legitimate shot because of how much they throw the ball. He's, he's going to have the stats behind it. So if he does it against good teams, um, which he sort of did last year, um, I, 
he's at least going to be a finalist. He might yeah. not win it, but he's at least going to be a finalist. So, I think that's a good takeaway. Although, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I'll just you know, ease the fan base into into the week. No, Henry Hooker Heisman. Nope. Boom! I right said it hook. before the season. I, I yeah. he's my he's my dark horse. Hey, so I, I got to stick with it. Third takeaway: USC is the team to beat in the Pac-12. This one's not too crazy, especially with Utah losing, Oregon absolutely getting hammered. Um, but Utah or uh, USC looked fantastic in Week One against Rice, sixty-six to fourteen. Offense was fantastic, but quite frankly, the defense caught most of the headlines. Yeah. Three pick sixes. I've never even seen anything like no. that. It was unbelievable. No, that's defense insane. looked fantastic, and I'll be honest with you: the big test will be at Utah, I think, in October. Yep. Um, and. I, I, we saw that Utah defense yesterday. I don't think there's a chance in hell well, they stop USC for any anything. You're talking about, you know, two months down the road. That's true. Utah looked, Utah defense looked kind of looked like this um, to start the season out last year, and then by the end of the season they were they they figured it out. Obviously, before the Rose Bowl, um, when they lost a, a couple guys. My thing with that is like they're the, playing Pac-12 teams. Exactly, <laughs> offenses they face were kind of buns. Wait, you telling me that uh, Anthony Brown isn't a fantastic quarterback? No, no. <laughs> with the, oh with the offensive genius of Mario Cristobal? No. Oh. Get out of here. Um, yeah, no, they've never seen an offense like this, like this USC offense. Caleb Williams, probably right. Jordan Addison, oh my gosh, Mario Williams from uh, Oklahoma. It looked fantastic. And the running game was really good. That's typically not, you know, the biggest feature in the Lincoln-Riley offense, but it looked really good. Um, and defensively, like I said, they were making big plays. I don't know how much of that is Rice being absolutely buns. But They're hey, bad. 52-point win, you get the cover, you looked really good, special teams was good. I'm excited about this USC team. I know it's early. I you know should it's week be. one. No, you should be. But 100%. Week, week two at Stanford, I think we'll really see a lot about this team. And and let me tell you something. Lincoln Riley, he figures out how to win his fucking conferences. He does. <laughs> that is true. We, we've, we saw <laughs> if it there, in week 12. If there's anything Lincoln Riley does well, it is win the conference. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you in, in the fact that I think USC is going to be one of the top two teams. I still need to see it against a good opponent, which, mm. which, like you said, Stanford will really see it. I told you this: if they look really good against Stanford, they're gonna they're gonna pass Utah for me. Mm. Um, but right now, I still have Utah ahead of them. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's week one, right? Yep. Um, okay, this is this is one that I was talking to Obert about last night. I, I was I was a little overreactionary um, <laughs> last night, but I got to get out in front of this because I think it's true. I think I think Syracuse could be a really good team this year. I think I think they could be a team that competes in the ACC. Um, when you look at around the ACC, only a couple teams looked. I mean, like they like they had a pulse. Um, Miami, Florida State looked good for most of the game. Although the last drive, I was. I was like, what is going on I here? I think they're just poor defensive I think team. I think it was, too. I think Florida State with Jordan Travis looked really good. Um, and by uh, the way, we're not saying anything bad about Florida State if they don't pitch it at the effing goal line and just give exactly, it to the running back and he exactly. gets in. I was like, I was like oh, we're trying to be too cute, Mike. What are we doing? The only thing you can't do there is that. <laughs> um, but uh, right now, the ACC looks wide open. I, I don't think Pitt is that good. We saw a game I they agree. probably... And I'm going to say this just because I picked West Virginia. They probably should have lost to West Virginia. Um, They were down seven with five minutes to go. And it was a pick six off the hands of of Bryce Ford Wheaton, who was having a fantastic game. Oh, that was a heartbreaker. Um, I think Syracuse with Sean Tucker, with Garrett, uh, uh, I think his name is Stager. 
Stager, something like that. Dang it. Schaefer. Schaefer. Yeah, it's something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, what, whatever his last name is, he's a Mississippi he's a State player. transfer. He ran for almost 100 yards. That combo of Sean Tucker and, and, and Garrett is going to be really hard to stop in the ACC. Now, my big test for them is when Purdue comes to the Carrier Dome. I, that's that's the game I'm circling, week three. Is, is this team going to be good? Because like you mentioned multiple times last night, like, Way too many times, just just kept pounding the nail into the into the. Into I would have mentioned it here. The wood. They they're projected by the coaches to be the worst team in the ACC, and then and then they go in or they 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 week one they beat Louisville, who you said was projected to finish ninth, eighth or ninth, eighth or ninth. So it's not you know it's not a huge win, but they beat by twenty four points. It was thirty one to seven, and it was a pretty convincing win. The defense uh, picked off Malik Cunningham three different times. Sean Tucker looked really explosive. Obviously, the passing game looked really good. Um, you get a guy from Mississippi State. All I do is throw the ball, so you're going to have that translation. I think Syracuse. It's going to be a team that uh, that maybe surprises some people this year. I I gave him some pushback because Syracuse is picked to finish last. But listen, he didn't put him in his top twenty five. You made it your takeaway. You know what? That's that, hey, it's on you. It's between you and the viewers. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna. You know, you know, how I feel they're picked to finish. Hey, maybe you're right though. Maybe you are right. Hey, it's biblical. Okay, is it biblical? Because nobody knows what the future will hold. <laughs> there you go. Four takeaway. BYU can make the college football playoffs. And I absolutely believe this. So this, it sounds crazy. They looked fantastic week one. I get it was against USF. But they were only 12-point favorites. That was a game last year that they only won by 11 points. Mm, and they were up 38-7, to seven, I think, early in the third quarter or at halftime. So they were absolutely dominating. It ended up being 50-21. That game and F- USF pretty much scored two garbage-time touchdowns. So this BYU team... They smoked the Bulls, and let me tell you something. Their schedule's hard enough where I think even if they lose just one game, they can, they can still afford make the a college loss. football playoff. So they go, or they? Play. It's going to be tough because they're independent. They don't play in a conference. Yep. But I, I you've said this too. It's got to be a good loss. I think there's enough. There's going to be enough chaos this year in college football that um, we will have one of the. If, if BYU can get to one loss, they can get into the college football playoff. And let me take you through the schedule. They go. Uh, play Baylor at home. I think this they week. win that game. Uh, at Oregon, we've That's seen how bad win. Oregon was, but I still think that could be a top 25 win based on how you know how bad the Pac-12 is. If Oregon can even be 8-4 and four, nine and 9-3, that can still be a top 25 win at the end of the year. At Notre Dame, huge That's opportunity. That's going to be a big one. Um, and then or Arkansas, home in Arkansas, who's a top 25 team and just picked up a win. So, listen... It's, it's a tough enough schedule. And at Stanford, at Boise State. So this is a tough schedule. They can afford a loss. They go 11-1 and one and smoke some teams that they should smoke. This can be a college football playoff team. Quarterback Jaron Hall looked fantastic good player. in week one. Really good Their player. running back, Christopher Brooks, transfer from Cal, was fantastic at Cal 2021. Um, had 10 yards of carry last night. 13 that, rushes, that, That's big yards. because they lost Tyler Algier, who was a dog. Uh, he, he's on the Falcons now, but uh. um, yeah, Christopher Brooks, ten yards of carry last night, absolutely awesome. Thirteen carries, hundred thirty-two yards. That's fantastic. BYU offense looks incredible. Defense was really good for the first three quarters, and then gave up some uh, two garbage touchdowns late. Um, so watch out for the for Brigham Young. 
And I have I have a, a similar takeaway. BYU and Cincinnati are the two best group of five teams, and it's not really that close. If Cincinnati gets more consistent quarterback play, Ben Bryant was terrible. He was he was one of the worst. Yep. He was he was almost as bad as Spencer Petras, and Spencer Petras oh, yeah. had a one point one QBR. He was terrible, <laughs> and it wasn't just like oh his numbers. He was just missing wide open for touchdowns. If they get more consistent quarterback play. They beat Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Which absolutely. is insane to say because Arkansas, we thought was going to take the next step this year and be legitimate contenders. Um, obviously not in the SEC West because Alabama, you know, yeah. they, for, for the number two spot. And Cincinnati almost beat them. Probably should have with, probably yeah. would have with better quarterback play. Obviously, you, you talked about BYU, but I have Cincinnati lower in my top 25 just because they don't have a win yet. Um, and they are a group of five team. I mean, but if we're, if we're being serious, looking at the eye test, I don't think another team, or I don't think any team comes close to those two. We saw Houston. They didn't look good against UTSA. Mm-hmm. They went to triple overtime. And I get that UTSA was returning a lot of starters, returning Frank Harris, but that's a game that if Houston is legitimate, which I thought they were going to be, Dino Holgerson has to go in to San Antonio, the Alamo Dome, and beat that team by two or three scores. Yep. You, you can't go into overtime. I mean, I'm, I'm pissed because I picked them as my lock, and they failed me, but still. It, it, I mean, it's not like it's not like this is like oh they're done. She's just done. You won, but it wasn't. But it wasn't <laughs> exactly. It, it, that that is the game you had. <laughs> to me, they're not a top twenty-five team just yet. And maybe it was the week one, you know, jitters or they or just weren't prepared. You <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but serious, I, I think that these two are, and and it's I, it's good for the Big Twelve because they're going to get these two teams. Uh, I, I just think they are are far and away the best two group of five teams in the country. Agreed. Number five. The top five schools in college football are a hundred times better than the next five. And maybe I would put an asterisk on that with Notre Dame. Maybe I would put them in, at five, and then we would talk about that because Notre Dame played Ohio State really tough. But my main takeaway from this week is we absolutely need to change within college football. The top three or four schools looked fantastic. When you look at Georgia and what they did to Oregon, <laughs> it makes me think this is not good for college football anymore. It's just plain and simply not. Everyone is like, oh, you know, with the college football playoff thing, oh, the same four teams get in every year. Folks, the only way we can change that is by expanding the college football playoff, and the only way we can do that is by opening it up to 32 teams, okay? We'll talk about this more in the future, I'm sure. (laughs) But as of right now, it, it makes me mad to see a team like Georgia who had to replace probably, what was it, eight or nine starters on defense? Absolutely blank Oregon for the majority of that game. Make Bo Nix look like a little toddler, even though he had a pretty good year (laughs) at Auburn last year. So frustrating. And obviously, offensively, they were just as good and returned a lot of starters. I get that. Getting Darnell Washington back was big, too. Yeah, the tight end room looks fantastic. And it's just like, if (laughs) we don't... tight end room is unbelievable. If we don't do something, these powerhouse teams within college football who make the college football playoff every year are going to dominate the sport. They absolutely are. And and I get it. I get it right. You have dynasties. You have mm-hmm. a few teams who dominate sports every year. But this isn't good for college football. A 46-point win. I said earlier on the pick show that I picked Oregon because I just didn't want it to be true that Georgia was 25 points better than Oregon. They were 46. That's seriously bad for the game. Yeah. And I heard the SEC commissioner say, oh, I don't know if we'll be able to get it in, but oh, I don't know if we'll be able to expand before 2026. I don't think so. Though. Of course you don't think so, because you want your two you know, prodigal sons in Georgia and Bama to be yep. 
absolute powerhouses. You know why? Because they always make the college football playoff. And guess what recruits say? Hey, I want to play in the college football playoff. And exactly. Georgia and Bama say, okay. Come here. Yep, come here. We make and, it every and the best year. part is, And the best part is, they usually don't have guys transfer out either. No. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I'll wait my turn. I'll get a couple of rings while, while we're in the process. And then I'll start my junior year and get drafted in the first round. Do you know how many uh, transfers Georgia picked up this year? No. One. They picked up one transfer. You know how many Clemson picked up? Zero. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> Alabama picked up a few. They got Jameer Gibbs, which give the best team in college football the best run, one of the best running backs in college football. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like these teams, they need to pick up. They don't have any guys transfer out. They don't have any come in because the recruiting classes are so good. They make the college football playoff every year because it's only four teams. And we're getting to a point where it's the only thing that matters. We need to expand it. And I love it that we're going to 12 for the time being, but we need to do it faster rather or sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I feel like once you get more teams in, recruits will start to see that, hey, I can go to a different school, start earlier, and have a chance to make the college football playoff and, and play some meaningful games. And it's been proven. If you look at the top 10 and top yeah. 15 in recruiting numbers, year in and year out, it is almost consistently the same teams in the top six, top seven, and it's all the teams that have made college football playoffs. Yep. Uh, my last takeaway is this college football season is giving me 2007 vibes. And I need to preface this by saying, it's not the fact that the top four teams are going to lose a bunch because I don't think they will. Like you said, college football this season is very top-heavy at the very, very top, the, the .001%. Yeah. The rest of it, oh my God, was that not the best weekend of college football we've seen in a long time? Yeah. You talk about the, ba- the backyard brawl starting it off. That was unbelievable. Central Michigan, Oklahoma State game. 58 to 44. I mean, come on. And, and then you get then you get into Saturday's game. Last night's FSU-LSU game, that game was legit. Uh, UNC-App State. Oh my God! It was uh, NC NC State uh, ECU. It was it was such a good weekend of college football, and and that's what people that's what really pisses me off is people who say we need mm. college football is just about the top four teams. I so agree with this. What do you mean? Uh, do you did you are you telling me that you don't think that what we just had in, in week one is worth it? Yep. You know, that maybe maybe more games like that later in this season where you got the, the 11th and 15th team playing for a spot in the college football playoff. You, you think that game is going to be fun? Yeah. Uh, come on, people. Uh, it's. I think there's going to be a lot of chaos outside of the top five teams. I think the top five will stay relatively similar. And I could see a scenario in which any of the top four or five teams lose a game this season. Yeah, and and by the way, you know, I talked about how the top four teams, you know, they're so much better than everybody else, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, it's frustrating because it's like the college football playoff, you can pretty much understand, like, listen, it's not going to be, you know, the most intense competitive games. It's probably not. But the, the beauty of the game is... It's not like I'm going to turn off the television. Exactly. Like I'm not watching this anymore. You watch Georgia Oregon for the entirety of the game. Yes, of <laughs> course. Are you kidding? I'm not just going to turn off the TV and be like, okay, well, Georgia's going to make it, so I don't even care. Are you kidding me? The only people who say that aren't real football fans. That's what I'm saying. With the 12 team play, if you get more football, it's exactly you get, right. You get more meaningful football. And 
there have been times in college basketball where I'm like, oh my God, this team can't be stopped. I'll give you an example. Georgia uh, or Gonzaga Baylor. That year, do you remember that year? Everyone was like, these are, they were undefeated coming in. Everyone was like, these two teams, well, maybe Baylor had one loss, but everyone yeah. was like, these two teams are ridiculous. Yada, yada, yada. Oh my God, these teams are so everybody good. Everybody had them in their finals. Exactly. <laughs> everybody had them in their finals. And then they made it to the finals. And everybody watched. And everybody watched the whole thing. And everybody loved the tournament. You know why? Because it's college basketball, it's March Madness, it's the beauty of the game. Come on, people. People, I mean, people loved the, what was it, uh, Gonzaga U, UCLA Final yes. Four game. It was awesome. Uh, the people who, who are against expansion are against college football. Yes. That's that's all I have to say about that. You ready? Top 25. Top 25. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, should we go 25 through 21? Ah, uh, yes. Let's start with the let's start with the bottom five. That's a good, good idea. Okay. I'll start out with some honorable, well, I guess... The only one that I really thought about as my honorable mention, uh, NC State. I had a twenty-six, so they were the, the they were the one coming right in. I, I understand they won. I understand all the preseason expectations. Yada yada yada. They look terrible. And by the way, people, these top twenty-fives, you can't do them on resume. We talked about <laughs> no. this. Yeah. You cannot do them ba- based on resume. Why? Because like, do we we don't, we don't know, know how good ECU is going to be this year. Exactly right. ECU could be one of those group of five teams that comes out of nowhere, wins eleven games, and all of a sudden we're like. Maybe that wasn't such a bad, uh, a poor showing for NC State. So, obviously, we're going to have crazy top 25s. Teams probably higher than they shouldn't be. It's all based on eye test. I yep. hate eye test when it comes down to the to putting in, or to when it actually matters. For the college football playoff. Because you have the resume. Playoff. You have the resume. You shouldn't just do it off of, oh, this team looks really good. Because why? Because you always favor the teams with the best recruiting classes. And that's a problem. So, I hate that in the later part of the season. But right now, it's all we have. Yep. You know what I mean? Just how teams looked in week one. So that's how I'm going to do these rankings. Don't yell at me. They obviously contra- or contradict my um, preseason predictions. It's meant to be that way. I'm not doing it off of a lot of preseason polls, okay? <laughs> because uh, and, and obviously we're overreacting to week one. Yep. I'm not going to do this off of recruiting rankings. That's stupid. That is stupid. My bottom five. Houston, 25. Looked terrible against UTSA, but listen, they looked terrible to start off uh, last year, and they still won, what was it, 10-11 games, uh, lost by 17 to Texas Yeah, but Tech I, last th- year. my problem with Houston is that I thought they were going to be a better team this year. I thought they weren't going to have that happen because they because they improved. Even last year, they were a top-20 team in the country. I just have them at 25. You know what I mean? I don't have them ranked. So, Sorry. Um, 24, I have Miami. Uh, they looked really good. They looked really good week one. I'm just so afraid of falling victim to the Miami <laughs> trap. So I, I've really been cautious with it. Obviously, it's Mario Cristobal. He's a grown-up. I get that. He was a great coach at Oregon. But once again, I'm still cautious. He'll win the games that don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, and then he'll lose to Utah 50 to <laughs> nothing. Uh, Kentucky have a 23. They looked good week one, although they had some serious troubles with Miami or, or Miami of Ohio, that um, is, at first That's going to be a really good MAC team, though. Yeah, I think that game was tied at halftime. It I was really 10-10, yeah. So, um, but they ran away with it, so give them props. I put them at 23. They deserved it. 22, I have Cincinnati. I probably wouldn't have put them in my top 25. Uh, before the season. I have them in now. They yeah. looked really good against Arkansas, and quite frankly, they should have won that game if they had better quarterback play. 21 at Pitt. Listen, they won the game. They got a push for me. I loved that. Um, I Honestly, I don't know how good they'll be this year. Yeah. I'm banking on West Virginia being fantastic, and that ended up being like a great loss for Pitt. I don't know if they'll be, a fan. I don't know if they'll be a fantastic. I think they'll be, you know, the fourth or best, fourth or fifth best team in the Big Twelve. That's pretty much where I had them. Uh, is that my? Oh yeah, that's fine. Cincinnati, I have at twenty five. Um, I, I wanted to put them higher, but 
they've lost, and they lost to an Arkansas team that, to me at least, didn't look like as good of an Arkansas team as I thought they were going to. Yeah. Um, 24, I have Kansas State. I'm a huge Kansas State believer this season. Uh, Deuce Vaughn and, and Blake Martinez is going to be, or that's that Adrian, Adrian Martinez. Martinez. Um, it's going to be a really tough combo to stop the legs on Adrian. And obviously Deuce Vaughn is a top five running back in college football. Penn State at 23. I told I told Obert this. I was going to rank whoever won the Purdue Penn State game at, 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 around this range. I, I thought both teams probably should have been ranked coming into the season, mm-hmm. um, and so obviously Purdue lost. They fell out. Penn State sitting at twenty three, although they probably won't be there after this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, twenty two. I have Pitt. Like you said, um, I just don't. I don't think Pitt's going to be a very good team this year. I think I think they have way too much hype. Um, I'm not a huge Keaton Slovis fan. I'm not. Um, their defensive line looked good, but their offensive line looked abysmal. I mean, come on, it was terrible. Um, we'll see. We'll see how good Pitt is. I think, I think they'll probably be mid tier ACC team, and that's saying a lot this year. Um, Twenty one, I have Arkansas. Uh, like you said, uh, and I already said they, they didn't impress me at all. KJ Jefferson didn't didn't look as good as I thought he was going to. Um, I do I do like Sam put, Sam Pittman as a head coach though. We'll see if they're able to turn this around. Maybe Cincinnati's just really a good team, uh, like like we think. Um, I think Arkansas is probably the third or fourth best team in in the SEC West right now. That's fair. Uh, Twenty, I have Texas. Woo, hook them, baby. Uh, I love me some Texas. They looked fantastic. Uh, obviously, it was UL Monroe, but they won 52-10. to 10. They covered. That's big for me. If I don't know much else, hey, listen, they covered. Wait, um, whoa. Bijan Robinson looked fantastic. Quinn Ewers looked pretty good. <sighs> Wait, I, not, this is crazy. What? I have Texas higher than you. Oh, no. This, oh, damn it. Okay, I have Texas at 10. Uh, <laughs> BYU have 19. Obviously, you know, I love BYU. Uh, I said they can make the college football playoff. Um, or we already talked about them. Tennessee have at 18. Everything you said, and I double it. Yeah, they looked fantastic against Ball State. They could be a really good team this year. Uh, offense should be one of the best units in college football. 17, I have Penn State. Maybe this is a touch wishful thinking, hoping they'll be a fantastic team. So, so Purdue. Loss looks <laughs> a little bit better for Purdue. But I did think they looked really good. Sean Clifford, when he was out there, they were fantastic. And really, the only drives they were stopped was when the backup came in and, you know, played for a bit. They didn't look very good in those drives. So, um, 16, I have Utah. Losing to Florida, obviously I have Florida right above, but I'll get into that later. That defense is absolutely abysmal. Uh, rushing defense gave up seven yards of carry. That, that has got to be a typo, but it's not. Uh, 280 yards, I think it ended up being something like that on yeah. the ground and f- on 40 carries. Anthony Richardson got whatever it wanted, got whatever he wanted. And, and quite frankly, it's not a huge deal if... You know, they were slowly chunking, and it's like four yards of carry, and it is what it is. And you know what? They're just scoring on some tough drives. It was easy. It was absolutely easy for Florida offensively, and that's what really worries me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first half, the defense did a pretty good job. They held them to some punts. But in the second half, they pretty much got whatever they wanted to in big moments. And, you know, you look back on the last year's team against when they played some real offenses, they gave up a lot of points. So I have them at 16 for right now. Maybe it's a little low, but I uh, I was just disappointed. That's fair. Offense still looks fantastic, by the way. 20, I have Michigan State. Talk about a dud of a game. Are you kidding me? You're going to you're gonna tout Mel Tucker's $95 million contract. Peyton Thorne's better than both Michigan quarterbacks. And then you're going to come out and do that against Western Michigan? That, that bullshit team from the MAC, really? That's a team of freshman and sophomore players. And it was a one-score game in the fourth quarter. 
It was. Peyton Thorne is not that good of a quarterback. I'm sorry. Shoot me. Because it's not true. Okay? Whoa. He's not. He's not a good quarterback. Okay? Jalen Berger did. did just have like one pick, though? I don't care. Jalen Berger did look pretty good, though. They're running back. They replaced. Yeah. It's going to be tough to place. Kind of. I think he fumbled, though, didn't he? I, I wasn't able to watch the entirety of the game. I was I was watching uh, high school football instead. Um, Jalen Berger did look pretty good replacing Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. It's going to be tough to replace Kenneth Walker. I mean, he probably should have been a Heisman finalist. Um, but at the same time, he's still probably like the 90% of him? sixth best running back, sixth or seventh best running back in the Big Ten. I mean... Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, right. I, I don't think Michigan State's going to be that good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, 19 out of Kentucky. Um, I think they'll, I think they'll figure it out. Um, but like you said, and I think they played a tough Miami team. Yeah. It was tied at halftime. They ended up, you know, blowing the doors off them. Um, Will Levis is, is a good quarterback. I just don't know if he'll take the next step to be, you know, the elite draft prospect that everybody's touting him to be. Um, Boy, you hope not. Don't the Lions to take him. <laughs> I don't want him. Um, 18, I have Texas. Hook him. Uh, I'm like a huge that. Texas hater, but hey, you earned my respect. That was that was a fantastic week one performance. We'll see this week um, what they can do. Uh, listen, I might I might uh, show my cards here a little bit, but I don't think they're going to look all that great against Alabama. Um, but then again, who is going to look great against Alabama? Texas. Uh, so I have them at 18. I have Miami one spot above them. I'm also a Miami hater at 17. Um but they looked really good too, and I get it was against Bethune Cookman. Um, but seventy points, <laughs> yeah, seventy I think points, sixty nine to be exact. Um, I thought I thought they hit seventy. Did they? They might have. They might have missed the extra point. I thought it was seventy. Sixty nine is nice though. Um, do you kind of hope it was sixty nine? I do actually. Um, for now, I think Miami's a good team, and like I said, the ACC is really wide open. Um, I think they could be. I think they could be a good team in the coastal. I still I don't I don't know how those count. Yeah, I think those divisions work. Um, that's sixty nine Wisconsin. Damn it, they, seventy. I, yes, I was right, but no, because it's not sixty nine. Um, you want it to be <laughs> Wisconsin? I have at sixteen. I, I think that that having Braylon Allen, he might listen. He might not be able to play in the NFL because they're going to use him like as as a legitimate bell cow in college football. He might have like thirty five carries a game, but he is the real deal. He is. He had a ninety nine ninety eight yard touchdown run. I mean, yep. it was. Dude's got. He's got an extra gear. He's big. He's strong. He's quick. He's he legit. So, um, just having him, and obviously Jim Leonard is one of the best defensive coordinators in in college football. He always is. Um, Wisconsin defense you can count on it being good. Um, so I have him at sixteen. Fifteen. I have Florida. Obviously, they had a huge week one performance. They go from unranked to a top fifteen in the fifteen team in the country for me. Um, yeah, they played fantastic. The running game was fantastic. Didn't ask for Anthony Richardson to do too much on in the air, but oh my god, the plays he made were unbelievable. We saw it on the two point conversion. Yep. Made like two guys miss when they had no dead to rights. Um. So, yeah, he made play after play in that game, more mainly on the ground, and that is kind of where I don't have them a little bit higher because, again, I don't think you're going to be able to absolutely gash SEC defenses on the run or just with the running game. You're going to have to be able to— Saw Cam Newton do it. That's true, but uh, he didn't have to play this Georgia defense. (laughs) Um, Yikes. And Alabama, right? Do they have Alabama this year? I don't know. But I was just thinking more along the lines of SEC East defenses. Um, we'll see it this week. And if they win this week, I will absolutely yeah. put them way higher. Um, it's a huge week at Kentucky or versus Kentucky. I don't know where that game is played. But 
The only reason I know no, Meyer, I'd like to see they them. They don't play Alabama this year. That's big for them. They, they, they will have to prove it for me a little bit through the air. I think they will. I don't think that'll be a problem. But as of right now, I didn't have super high expectations for them coming into the end of the season. They look really good against Utah, but you know they had a couple of turnovers. Um, I think they stopped them on a couple of fourth downs. The total yardage was pretty close. So I think that game really could have gone either way. But hey, they won. They won. So I put them in my top 15, a huge leap up for them. 14 out of Michigan State. As you said, they did not look great against Western Michigan. Um, I had them as my lock. And listen, they covered, all right? So I am going to give them a little bit of a bump because they covered by like two points. And so I was a little bit happy about that. They scored two pretty much garbage touchdowns in the last 10 minutes. Like you said, it was a one-possession game within the fourth quarter. And you're right, they didn't look great. They did not look great. But they won. They got off to a 1-0 start. I put them at 14 just out of respect. They are a little brother, though. Listen, <laughs> folks, yeah, he nailed it, man. They didn't look great. Peyton, Peyton Thor tried to make a ridiculous throw at the 20-yard line. Maybe they were thinking, so they're up 21-3 to at the end of the first half. And he tries to make this. Patrick Mahomes, he's running one way, throws it behind behind his body the other way, gets picked off, throws it behind the receiver, and just like that, Western Michigan completely turned the momentum. They scored 10 straight points, made it a one-possession game, went into the fourth quarter. They had a bad fumble, too, in Western Michigan territory. Just undisciplined stuff out of a team who I thought was supposed to be this extremely well-coached team, yada, yada, yada. But... Listen, the uh, passing game was fantastic. Offense is probably going to be really good again. No. They, okay. Uh, Malik Carr looked fantastic. That big yeah. tight end. The running back, like you said, looked really good. So, yes, they only or it was a one-position game in the fourth quarter. I think if they had – they played a bad game. If they had played their best, they absolutely roll. But – What if that was their best? They've got some serious. They've got some serious <laughs> issues. Uh, Thirteen, Arkansas. Um, obviously, I went high up for Arkansas. Honestly, I didn't have a lot of teams, you know, uh, in a position. I. It was so hard for me. It's like, do I put Tennessee in why this area? Why didn't you put your team? What Texas? Why didn't you put them above Arkansas? I should, maybe I should have. Well, I didn't want to get burnt like I did last year. Yikes! In that Arkansas game, hell of a But. Yeah. Hey, listen, Arkansas looked, some, looked really bad in some parts of that game uh, last week against Cincinnati, but they won, and I think they beat a really good Cincinnati team still. Um, I have them at 22, obviously, and offensively, they should be pretty good again. I mean, some moments, I my, my issue with Arkansas is always they're so vanilla offensively. <laughs> it's like uh, jet sweeps and handoffs and read options, yada, yada, yada. It's like, come on, man, we got to throw the ball downfield if we want to be able to compete with you know, big name teams in the SEC. So they won, didn't look great. I have them at 13. Maybe it's a bit high. 12, Wisconsin, 38 to nothing. Looked And, and they scored a lot of their points early. And uh, so I think that game only could have been worse. Um, and Graham Mertz looked really good. He was 14 for 16, uh, 250 yards. Let's pump it on, on Graham Mertz. What? Let's pump the brakes. I'm not. I'm just saying he looked really good week one. Is that is that not true? 14 for 16, 200. He looked really yards. good in his first game against Illinois. Yeah, like three years ago. Um, that was 2020. Uh, as far as the running back, the running game was fantastic. So my big question mark was Graham Mertz, and he looked really good. Okay, Sue I need. Me. I need. I need to wait to see uh, against a better team. Okay. All right. But 
I was expecting him to go like ten for twenty, kind of pull a cake. <laughs> okay, and that that is a that is a much a much better stat line. Oklahoma, I have at eleven. Maybe this is a little low. I didn't love them preseason, and honestly, the UTEP game, everyone's talking about it. It wasn't that. I think it was twenty-one to 10, 20, 28 to ten, maybe at halftime. UTEP is going to be absolutely abysmal. I think yeah. they got blown out by North Texas, who then gets blown out by SMU. Yeah. So I'm like, this UTEP team is one of the worst teams in football, and they're bragging about in, in Division One football. And really, we're talking about, oh my god, we beat them 45 to 13. Yeah, so did North Texas. Look, look where that got them. Yep. Blown out by SMU. So I mean, I wasn't thoroughly impressed. Like I said, it was 21 to 10, 28 to 10 at halftime. Like, what do you want from me? Um, I still think Oklahoma could be a good team. They looked good. I have them at 11, though. Um, what am I starting with? 15 here? Texas A&M. I, I didn't think they looked good. Uh, Sam, Houston, <laughs> Sam Houston State, actually, and this, is, this might even be a little high. Sam Houston State actually put up a great fight in the first half of that game. Haynes King looked terrible mm. for, for a, a lot of that game there. You talk about... Did throw for a lot of yards, so... Yeah, but he had a couple where it was like... Like yeah. where were you trying to? What were you trying to do with that one? Yeah. Um. Uh. And and those are the passes that are going to cost him. And he might not get away with a bunch of those throws against uh, against better teams in the SEC. Um. I listen. I I say it every year. Texas A and M is always comes into the season vastly overrated, and it's because of the recruiting classes. At a certain point, when are we going to get on Jimbo Fisher for not developing these guys? Seriously, he has the same record at Texas A and M that Kevin Sumlin did. Through the same amount of games. So I, I think there needs to be a serious question about how good Jimbo Fisher actually is as a, a head coach was good at AM. On with, with Kevin Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin, or they were kind of rolling at Texas AM for a few years. Everyone says like someone was terrible. He was pretty good. I, I that's my that's my point. So if, Jimbo, if, if Jimbo Fisher is the same as Kevin Kevin Sumlin, yet you're paying him X amount of dollars more, it, Jimbo really isn't. If he's Kevin Sumlin, he's not the like he's not no, a top. I'm saying he's if, st- if he's Kevin Sumlin, he's not he's not what he claims to be as a top ten coach. In college I'm football. just saying starting out as Kevin Sumlin isn't as bad as a lot of people. No, it is. It, 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 he was. They were rolling. It was the Johnny Manziel years. Okay, but but do you know what he did at Florida State? Jimbo did. Won a natty. He won a natty. He comes to Texas A and M, and all it looks like is is they're going backwards or not backwards. They're staying. They're staying stagnant. They're not getting better. Okay. Um. So I have them at fifteen. Oklahoma at fourteen. Like you said, not a huge fan of Oklahoma coming into the season. I thought top ten team really. Uh, they're a completely different team than they were last season. They got a new coach. They got a new quarterback. They got a bunch of new receivers. Uh, I just. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Oklahoma. I think they'll be a solid team. Yeah. I think they won about nine games. Um, so I have them at 14. Like you said, the UTEP game wasn't that impressive. Tennessee have 13. Come on. Uh, they're a little low right now, but that's because they played Ball State. In, in you, have at t- you have them at 13? Okay, that's actually not too bad. They're a, li- they're a little low. Um, so I have two other SEC East teams ahead of them. Um, obviously, and, and I'll just say, one of them is Florida. Um, Florida played a better team week one. Um, and, and they looked really good. Um, so I, I put them ahead. But I, I think that in f- three weeks when, when Florida has to go to Neyland Stadium, I think that's going to be a tough place to win. I think Tennessee comes out on top in that game. Not easy winning at Rocky Top. No, it's not. Um, USC I have at 12. Um, I know you have them a little bit higher, but I really not like much. USC. Uh, uh, they played really good football. We have to wait to see what they do against Stanford. But I, 
I said it before. I think they're going to be one of the top two teams in the in the Pac-12, and, and I don't think it's very close um, uh, with between two and three. Um, what am I at? Uh, Eleven. I have BYU. I just think they're Ooh, a really good wow. team. I, like I, I was I was high on them uh, preseason. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. Um, I'm a big Jaron Hall fan. Uh, I just I, BYU's always been one of those teams that that I, I've had a, a, a fond interest in. Um, so, so obviously, eleven. I think they're going to be a really good team. Ten. The USC Trojans. Um, yeah, I don't have much too much iron you. I, I think they're about a top 10 team in the country right now. Um, they looked absolutely fantastic against Rice. I get it. It was against Rice. But like I said, defense, offense, completely put a complete game together. And I'm excited for what's coming forward. Already talked about them. Nine, Oklahoma State. Um, for the majority of this game, they looked really, really good. A lot of the question marks I had, I felt like were pretty much answered in this game. Obviously, you give up some garbage time touchdowns, and it makes that game look a lot closer than it was. But Spencer Sanders is going to have a huge year. I said my main critique from them last year was Spencer Sanders. Everyone was expecting him to be this you know, insane player this year, but I thought he just put up okay numbers last year. But he does. He looks like the real deal this year. Uh, his numbers were fantastic. And Central Michigan should be a pretty good, pretty competitive team within the MAC. So that's not a terrible game. Uh Obviously, within the first three quarters, they were completely better than them. They let them get back in the game, and you can fix that. You know what I mean? You can fix that, so I have them at nine. Eight is where I have Texas A&M. I'm not a hater like you, okay? Listen, they are one of the most talented teams in the country. And what is that going to get them? Eight and four? It's SEC West. I don't care. If If they're that talented, they should be winning games against good opponents, and they're not. I mean, they beat Sam Houston State 38 nothing. Come on. Hey, come on! Sam, all right, all right. Let me put this. Let me try and put this in the context. Sam Houston State is was a perennial Wait, okay, FCS but I thought, powerhouse. I thought Texas A&M was one of the most talented teams in the country. They are, and they absolutely whipped one of the most. The, whoa, whoa, wait! Did you see what Georgia did to Oregon? Yeah, that's why I don't have them at one. Stop it! No, my point is, if if Texas A&M really is one of the most talented teams in the country, they're up there with Georgia and Alabama. Talent wise, yeah, they're not in terms of on the field play. I agree. That's why there's a huge gap. First off, there is a huge gap between five and six and seven, all those teams. There is. Um, and I and I felt like that doing my ranking. Six, the gap between six and seven was huge. Yeah, And um, Texas A&M, yeah, I don't think they're nearly as good as Georgia and Bama. They haven't proved it yet. They absolutely haven't. And quarterback play is a huge portion of this. That's why, you know, like, Yes, they're super talented, and their athletes are just as good as anybody's. But if you don't have the quarterback position, it really hurts. And that's why I don't have them in my top five. And Shouldn't um, even have them in your top ten. See, that's where you go a little bit off the rails. Because we've seen this Texas A&M team, even in the 2020 year. They Okay, know, but that was COVID year. Indiana was good. Okay. That, all right, that's a little bit fair. <laughs> they were a fantastic team that year, though. I mean, they were top five. Listen, obviously, Calzada is kind of a bomb. He was their quarterback last year. He was terrible. I don't know if Haynes King is going to be really good, but we've seen teams or seen guys struggle a little bit in week one, and he showed the flashes. He had the deep passes. He made some really good throws. He he has potential. Obviously, he looked a little bit, uh, not really, a little bit raw, maybe. I need to see when their when but, their big but, game is. Um, as of right now. They can, you know, slowly develop some of their offenses and offensive guys. Ooh. We've seen Jimbo develop some okay. quarterbacks in the past. Kellen Mond, okay. Jameis Winston, uh, some other guys like that. They can put the pieces together and, you know, make a run this year. So I have them at eight for now. Seven, I have Baylor. I do need to say something. They play App State this week. So that could be that could be an interesting game. 
Okay. Um, so, all right. They so, also play Florida next week. Or not Florida, Miami. They play Miami next week, and then they got Arkansas and Mississippi State and Alabama. Yeah. So, <laughs> that is a brutal schedule. If they beat App State. Uh, I need to I need to watch the game, and unfortunately, I won't be able to watch much of it because we'll be driving home from, oh, yeah. <laughs> from Penn State. Um I'll have to I'll have to see what I can what I can watch back and and um, what I can I can gain from from that game. But if they beat them convincingly, yep. Sam Houston State was actually thirty one nothing. It wasn't thirty eight nothing. Uh oh. Yeah. You, all right, you got him out of your top twenty. No, no, I'll keep him at fifteen. I keep him at fifteen. Um, but I I do think I do think that App State, considering how they play North Carolina, I think North Carolina might be. A, 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 I don't know how good they'll be, but. Yeah, um, seven eye Baylor. Uh, this is such a weird one because it's like <laughs> Baylor's a weird team. I didn't watch this game. They played I don't, Albany. I yeah, they they played Albany. They absolutely beat them senseless. I had no idea who to put. I it think seven. that one was sixty nine to ten. Yeah, that was an absolute beatdown. They looked really good. I love their coach. They they always put it together offensively. It feels like with some kind of like no name guys. Um, so I'm really not worried about this team. But I don't think they're nearly as good as any of the top six. And six, I have Notre Dame. Listen, they played Ohio State really tough. That defense should be one of the best units in all of college football. Obviously, offensively, they have major question marks. But, hey, listen, you can win a lot of games scoring, you know, 20, 25 points. We've yep. seen that in the past. So I have them at six for now. Okay, just had to get little uh, indigestion a little, little, little burp there. Um, Ten, I have Baylor, like you said, really well-coached team. I wasn't too high on them coming into the season just because they weren't returning a ton of production. 47%, uh, uh, one of the lowest in college football. Um, we'll see We'll see how good they are. Um, Blake Shapin showed some flashes last year being a really good quarterback. Um, so I, I do need to see it um, against a good team from Baylor. And that'll be this weekend. If they can go and beat BYU handily or keep that game close, I'll feel a little bit more justified in keeping them at 10. I just don't know enough about them. Yep. And, and I respect Dave Aranda enough to put him at 10. Yep. Nine, I have Oklahoma State. Basically everything you said. I mean, the huge question mark for me was how would they fare without Jim Knowles? And for three quarters, they looked really damn good. I feel like they let off the gas a little bit. Yeah. That's okay. Took out starters. They were up like forty-four to fifteen or whatever oh, it was. Oh my or, god! I think it was like fifty-eight to twenty-one. It, it was. It, they were up an insane amount of points, uh, and so you take your starters out. the The backup score. My big, my big emphasis though was what would they do against Lou Nichols? Lou Nichols is the Central Michigan running back. He is the best running back in the MAC with, and it's and it's not even close. He, I think, he went for two hundred yards against Ohio last year. Um, they were up fifty-one to fifteen. Yeah, fifty-one to fifteen. I mean, come on, crazy run. They, they held they held Spencer Sanders to I think it was seventy-two yards on twenty-six carries. Yeah, are you kidding me? Lou Nichols is gonna is going to run all over every other MAC team. Um, and Spencer, meant they held Lou Nichols. To, yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's you that's it. what I meant. I I I think I said Spencer Sanders, didn't I? Yeah, you're good. Um, speaking of Spencer Sanders, had a huge game. He was so freaking good. Uh, my question was the same: is I thought Spencer Sanders was supposed to be this, you know, insane quarterback. And I just I didn't see it last year. Yeah, people were expecting him to, to take the jump this year. I was like, okay, I'll, I need to see it before I can I can I can believe it. <laughs> and boy, did he deliver! I mean, yeah, he, he was unbelievable. And, and then you talk about Oklahoma State along the front four; they have three sixth-year guys and a fifth-year guy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Talk about the veteran leadership along the front. 
TV is going to have to work a little bit. Um, that Secondary is going to be rough. That fourth quarter can't happen again. 424 <laughs> yards they gave up through the air and four touchdowns. You can't, you can't have that happen again. <laughs> but I think this is going to be awesome. Uh, where am I? Eight. Uh, eight, Utah. I have Utah eight, Florida seven. I, unlike you, just think both of those teams are really good. Um, you have question marks about both of them. I think that was one of those. That was a pre. That was a what should have been a preseason top ten matchup. Um, and, and you saw it. I mean, Utah very likely should have won that game if Cam Rising doesn't decide to force the ball into double coverage yeah. on the four yard line, down three with field goal. It's like it's like it's like be careful with the football because all you need is a field goal to keep that game alive. Yep. Um, and you had all the momentum, and, and, and you mentioned this. Uh, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get dinged for that, but he had a fantastic oh game God, up until yeah. that point. Um, obviously, that a, drive was incredible. By the way, <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, obviously, AR fifteen is fantastic. Um, I do want to see it more through the air, uh, but his athletic traits are unbelievable through the roof. Uh, they are gonna have a tough test again. They got Kentucky. A good thing is is at the swamp. Um, but I, I really like that Florida team. I I really I'm a huge Kyle Whittingham uh, a believer. I, I like the Utah offense. The defense does have question marks, like you mentioned. Um, but they play in the Pac-12, so I think they'll be okay. Number six, I'm with you. Notre Dame um, defense is going to be amazing. Uh, offense might be uh, a, a bottom fifty. I because there's what 136 uh, FBS teams might be a bottom fifty offense. So. Top five. Five I'll just touch on briefly because I can't say anything that I didn't already say in the preseason prediction show because I haven't played yet. Clemson. Yep. Um, we just haven't seen them play yet. But like I said in the preseason prediction show, should be one of the best defenses in college football. It reminds me a little bit of the Notre Dame team, except they should be way more dynamic offensively with a much better quarterback play, regardless of who it ends up being. If it's DJ Wigley Lee, he, he, listen, he was a number one ranked 247 guy, five-star recruit, absolutely fantastic fantastic quarterback and behind him they have another five star so i am not really worried about their offense i have them at five they can go up depending on what happens on monday four eh, no they probably can't go up actually uh they could for me four oh yeah for you four michigan um they looked unbelievable absolutely sensational defensively somehow i said this the (laughs) d-line looked even better you lose two guys that both went in first and second round in the NFL draft, and you still look unbelievable. I saw something last year in the first four games that the defensive line had a nine had a combined nine sacks with the Jabo and Hutchinson. They had seven against Colorado State. Obviously, Colorado State they're rebuilding. They had the new coach, but listen, they had a bunch of transfers from Nevada who wasn't terrible last year. Like they could be a you know they they're not as bad as you know like. How much better are they than Western Michigan? I don't know. I think they're pro- it's probably pretty close. Um, and then offensively, they were able to move the ball at will pretty much. They had some troubles in the red zone when Cade McNamara was in. But when J.J. McCarthy was in, oh my gosh. It looked like there was nothing stopping that offense. And I think that will remain true. When J.J. gets in there, the only reason why I don't have him above Ohio State is because J.J. hasn't been named the starter yet. When he does, I, I, I think they could be. I, I think they will win the Big Ten Championship. I really do. I'm sorry, folks. I think they can, and I think they will. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. It was only week one. I get all that. But offense looked incredible. I think it might be, if not the best wide receiver room in football, the deepest. Oh, my God. It is Unbelievable. <laughs> It, and, and it was so deep that a guy who who would have been the third or fourth moved to nickel corner. Yeah, own 
Unbelievable. Running back will still be fantastic. You've got Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. And the O-line looked very good. You know, Kid McNamara maybe had trouble getting out of the pocket sometimes. But other than that, it looked fantastic. Yeah. So defensively was the only real question mark. And oh my gosh, the D-line, like I said, was fantastic. Secondary stepped up. Will Johnson had one bad play, but that was it. Michigan is going to be a team to beat once again in the Big Ten. Oh, <laughs> three of Ohio State uh, had an eleven point win over Michigan over Notre Dame. They looked really good uh, defensively. Although once again, Notre Dame's offense is absolutely doo doo. Um, defensively, or I mean, offensively, I think they'll take a step back. I do. I'm sorry. I get it's a really good unit. They'll have but to run the ball a lot more. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were absolute studs. They just do not have those guys this year, and it's going to take some time for their backup wide receivers or, or for the new wide receivers to get to where those guys were. It's going to take a lot of time, and I don't know if they'll get there this year. That's why I have them at three. Uh, and obviously, yeah, we beat a top five team in the country. We go from two to three. What the blah, 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 blah. It's not about resume, folks. It's not. It's all exactly. about eye test. Two, Bama. Um, once again, they won. I, most people had them at one before the year. This tour to team, though, well, I haven't won. Looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. I get Bama won. What was it? 55 nothing. 55 nothing against, against Utah, State. Utah State. They were looked fantastic. I didn't watch that game. Might cover it easily. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be the real deal. But it, I just, how am I supposed to go away from Georgia? 49-3. to They lost <laughs> so many guys on defense. It looked just as good. And all offensively, they looked about 10 times better. Remember when we were saying that UConn might be a decent team because... I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, five, I have Clemson. Everything you said, um, I really don't have much more to add. We'll see how they play um, after tonight. But I do. Th- hey, listen, I, I might change this top twenty-five after tonight's game because I'm not going to post my top twenty-five. Or I'm not going to post our top twenty-five until after every team is played. They might jump Ohio State, who I have at four. I, I didn't. I wasn't impressed by Ohio State at all. Um, we already talked about it in depth, but you're playing a terrible defense. You hold them to 10 points. You should do that. Um, offensively, offense, yep. uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing a terrible offense. You should hold them to 10 points. Uh, that doesn't impress me. Um, and then 21, you score 21 points uh, for this supposed high flying offense. It's going to be amazing. Um, I didn't see it. Well, we'll, it's week one. We'll, we'll see. But right now, I have them at four. Michigan, three. I already talked about this. JJ McCarthy is going to be the starting quarterback unless Jim Harbaugh is. Nut job. A, a complete wacko. He, I think he's only a semi-wacko. I don't think he's a complete wacko. Um, but this Michigan team is for real. Defensively, they got better. I don't know how it was possible, but they did. I mean, <laughs> they were flying around. They could play that defensive line. is unbelievably yeah, good. It really was. Um, Alabama at two. They did exactly what we thought they were going to do. And it still dropped them one spot. Yep. Because, Sorry. like you said, Georgia was that freaking good. Yep. They replaced eight guys on the defense. Eight starters. It didn't lose done. a beat. Nope. It was unbelievable. No. And then they get Darnell Washington back. They get Eric Gilbert back. They still have Brock Bowers. That is three tight ends that could legitimately be top ten tight ends yep. in college football, if not top five. Yep. I mean, it is unreal. Um, Stetson looks really good, too. Yeah, he looks fantastic. Uh, which... I, I ripped them. You know what I mean? I said, eh, he's not that good. He's, he's really good. He's really freaking good. So, Georgia, right now, if if you were to ask me who the best team is in the country and who is going to win the national championship, it would be the Georgia Bulldogs. Again, I'm sorry. They, they just look that good. I, I don't know what it is, but Kirby Smart has those boys 
rolling. Yeah, he does. And, and even when the defense was up like thirty-five to three, it was it was the same intensity. They just can't. They hit. They hit hard. Yep. Oh my gosh. That I I listen. I like Dan Lanning. I think he'll do a great job at Oregon. But that team just ain't good enough yet. It just isn't. Um, <laughs> and Kirby said it after the game. He knows we got better players. Yep. He knows we do. And he's right. And he's right. Absolutely he's absolutely right. right. Uh, that team is unreal. You good? Yep. That's that's, that's everything. Um, yeah. So we'll uh, th- this will this will be posted Tuesday along with the top twenty five. Um, prediction for the Clemson game tonight? Uh, I think Clemson wins by. I don't know what the line 35, is. Thirty five. I'll Let say. Forty five to ten, something like that. I think Clemson absolutely rolls. It's twenty three and a half. I think yeah. yeah, I think Clemson covers easily. Um I'm gonna go forty five wait, you already said forty five? I said forty five. I'm gonna go forty eight to thirteen. Yeah, something like that. I, I, I think Clemson's just a much, much, much better team. And uh I think they should take it have a huge rebound year. I think I put them in my coach football playoffs, so yeah. Uh really I did good. too. Yeah, unfortunately. It's like, ah, uh, that sucks. But it'll be boring. But <laughs> they're a fantastic team. Um, I, I, so that's everything for us. We'll have our. Do we want to do? Do we want to do an episode about the expansion of the playoff? One day, yeah. Probably we should do it soon. Quite honestly, yeah, but. we should probably do it at some point this week. Um, so we'll have this go up Tuesday. Um, we'll have a discussion on the college football playoff expansion. Um, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Um. We might still be wearing the same clothes. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) And then our pick show will come out Friday. So here's the thing that's going to happen with the pick show. We're going to pick on Thursday. Unfortunately, it will be, it will be posted after the bills Rams game. So we're going to talk like, like the game hasn't happened when it, when we posted, it actually has, we're going to sound pretty stupid afterwards. Um, but it is what it is. It's a fan. We're not going to pick Thursday night games too often, Nope. uh, but they always suck. They like, they, they suck more times than they don't. But this year, or I mean, but they always open up with a great game. Yeah, and so we got to talk about. So it. we got to talk about it. Um, and then obviously, college football has got another great slate of games, which we were kind of worried about, but no, it should actually really work. Delivered out. Uh, very very uh, well. Um, yeah, but I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you on the flip. See ya.